spell There is magic to be found And stories here to tell Feed the fire, merry meat Dare to more than dabble All are welcome at our hearth For a little bonfire babble Bonfire babble Welcome to the bonfire. Exploring magic with two modern witches. I'm Corey. And this is Detta. Welcome back, everybody. Hello. Hello. It sounded like you were going to sing Swing Low. Uh, maybe. Which would make sense for today's episode. Uh, because of. Because of. The Chariot. The Chariot. Swing Low, Sweet, sweet chariot. chariot. And we're also doing The Lovers. Yes. Yeah, we're yes. doing six and seven. We are m- making our way steadily uh, and, you know, enthusiastically through the major arcana. Yeah. I'm excited about tonight because it's a card I don't really know super well. So. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Cool. But um, I don't pull it very often. As a matter of fact, now that you say that. Yeah, I don't, I don't pull the lovers super often. I don't pull the chariot very often. I pull the lovers a lot. We've switched mics for the night, so uh, there may be some adjusting this evening. That'll be fun. We decided to be really fun to throw ourselves a change up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm in the middle of a book, and I can't. I keep having a hard time finding my way. So I thought I better not let Corey move it tonight. Oh no, no, no! That's, that's fine. why we stuck you over there. Okay. Anyway, it's not like your car where you can just move it easy right back where it goes. I know. Okay. Hey. Hey. You, I think, have some Oh, I have a little bit of fireside chat to share. Yeah. It's time for a therapy update. Woohoo. Woohoo. The urge to sing that to the tune of Fantasy Costco is, like, so (laughs) difficult. And if you know, you know. Um, I have a therapy update. That's great. I had to leave my old therapist uh, and... The ensuing exit from that situation was traumatizing and horrible. And talking to the ARNP uh, sent me into a panic attack that lasted for seven hours. I'm so sorry. I don't know what ARNP is. ARNP. It's a type of registered nurse. Oh, gosh. And it's just like, it was like a whole thing. And it was awful. And I felt like I was crazy. It was just like bonkers. And um, then when I (laughs) pulled myself back up by the scruff of my neck and was like, get a new therapist, like try again. It took them three days, I think, to text me. And they were like, we think this person would be great. And I was like, give it a shot. She is so great. She is so great. I felt better after one session with this person than I felt in the last year talking to anybody. Wow. She gave me resources in the the first 15 minutes of that phone call to be like, here's what you can do and we'll do it together and it'll be great. We set goals. Like I now understand what people are talking about when they talk about how great this therapy thing can be. Oh, wow. Holy heck. She is great. I hope she never, ever leaves me ever because she's amazing. <laughs> um, but it, it couldn't come at a better time because I am moving on the 17th. You are about to go through so many changes. Yeah. My mom and I are entering a new chapter in our lives where she and I are moving in together and I'm very excited about it. It was my idea. <laughs> it's my idea because I'm a spoiled little mommy's girl and I want to be around her always. So we found a house. And that in itself was very stressful. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm dealing with, you know, vacating the place that I currently live with the person with whom I currently share it. And that's um, a whole thing. And it's just been a lot. I couldn't have found a good therapist at a better time. Thank God. So that is my therapy update. Da, 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 da. Uh, it's, it's, it's great. It's great stuff. I'm very happy for you. Yeah, me too. Like incredibly happy for you. Me too. And the other thing that happened today, the day that we are recording, little Coity. We got a gift in our P.O. box for the video of the opening of it. Yeah. Go ahead and check out our TikTok. Uh, it's so sweet. It is so sweet. I've never seen a hagstone in real life and I may have cried a little. And now we each have four. I... I'm so grateful. I don't even I, thank you. They're so thank you. beautiful. Thank you. I'm so grateful. Thank you for such a yeah. happy surprise and a yeah. lovely treat. It was very cool. 
I do have one other thing I want to babble about. So this is September 30th Mm -hmm. of 2021. The year of our great... change yeah yeah i was gonna say sad but i was like let's not get bleak about it we interviewed courtney weber last week mm-hmm. well a couple of weeks ago but it dropped last week you heard it last week and i had read the book leading up to the interview and then i had to go on this very unexpected trip so i listened to it again so when i say i read the book mostly I listened to it and I went to the hard copy and made notes for our interview when I needed to. But then I re-listened to it on the way down and I had I had the most magical experiences and I if it's all right, I'm gonna share some of them with you. Is that okay, Corey? Yeah. Before we get into before we get into the chariot and the lovers. So I was listening and getting to know Hakate, which I don't know her like at all. I knew she w- I know of the book Keeping Her Keys and I listen to that podcast every once in a while. I thought I listened to it more, but I don't think I do. And now I want to start and I can't remember who that person is. It's not Courtney. Courtney is that witch life. And Courtney tells all these personal stories and I don't want to get too far into the book same as we didn't do for the interview because I want you to go and go and read it. Read it. Mm-hmm. But I was getting to know Hakate, and all these birds started coming into my life. Not owls, but but birds. Well, that's not true. I did have one owl when I first started reading uh, back in... The owl when you were on your trip with? Yeah. Yeah, who only I saw. Sadly, Tammy never saw. And I also had a little visit from Persephone. And I had, I've never really had a connection with her. And then a friend of mine wrote to me and said, I have a message for you from Demeter. We need to talk. Oh. <laughs> that was just this last week. And we're going to talk next week. And I'm so excited to hear what he has to say. Courtney tells stories about how Hakate was the torchbearer for Demeter to go and find Persephone when nobody else would. And I was taking this trip and listening to this, and it was not a fun trip. And, of course, we're still in COVID, so I was really nervous about it. It ended up being very, very safe. It was great. And I I found this dead bird, and I reached out to Gutter Bruja because I had asked Goddess a while ago for some bones that I didn't have to do anything <laughs> to get. get because I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> And and I thought, oh, this might be it. And I reached out to Gutter Bruja. And by the way, learned a lot about how you can't own certain parts of certain birds. And I thought it was a flicker. I didn't look at it that close. But there were flickers around and they were really upset and wailing. And there were crows around wailing. And I stood on the side of the rest area with all these trucks going by. And it had been hit by a truck. And I did some wailing and grieving with the birds. And I just couldn't leave it on the road. It wasn't in a green space. Mm. And I was like, I'm going to take it to a green space. And I went, oh, maybe the bones. Anyway, got a bruja. No. I was like, okay, I'm just going to return it to the earth. And I went to my stepfather's grave while I was on the trip. And I hadn't looked at the bird. I'd kept it really. I was really safe, everybody. I had gloves because it's COVID. And I had. You have in your glove you compartment. Know, you have a I know. I do. Yeah. <laughs> and I had I had a box and I wrapped it up. So I and I put it in the refrigerator <laughs> before I left because it took a couple days uh, before I, I, I went to my stepfather's grave right before I left. And he was a great man. One of the one of the only decent adult men in my life. <laughs> Now I have lots. I feel very fortunate. I decided to bury the bird and return it to nature near my stepfather's grave after I had a whole conversation. And I want to do an episode about that. So I'll save I'll save that for another time. And so I took the bird out and did a little ritual funeral with it and covered it with leaves and grave dirt and all of that. But when I took it out, it wasn't a flicker. The whole time that I did this ritual with my stepfather and to talk to my stepfather, there were these birds uh, singing and making noise and dropping acorns on me and and flying. And they were magpies. Oh. And so I opened up the bird to bury it and it was a magpie. And as I started the ritual, all these magpies that had been in the trees swooped down and 
and around me so magically in uh, not scarily at all. There were about 25 of them and just did this little dance. And then they did it in front of me in the field, right uh, where I could see from the grave. And then they came back towards me as I was finishing up the timing like they knew and went back up into the trees and just went back to their business as I finished the ritual, dedicating this magpie back to the earth. And I have to say, I think it was that was Hecate's doing. So today, the 30th, is Hecate's day, and I've started an altar to honor her. And I just want to give a shout out to Courtney. I don't know if she'll hear this, but thank you for introducing me to her and for your book, which has literally been life-changing for me. And I am loving this new relationship with this goddess and being introduced to just a, a larger world than the Morgan. And just by the way, if you're curious, the Morgan has been so incredibly supportive of all these new deities in my life and exploring. And she's still my main gal. That's never going to change. But that was the magical story that I, I mean, it was magical for me. And I hope you got a little bit of magic from it. And if you haven't read Courtney's book, I really encourage you to do so. There's some amazing stuff. I have more bird stories that happened on that trip, but I'm going to pepper them out throughout the next couple of podcasts. Sprinkle them through the episodes. <laughs> so, but that was the first magical one, as sad as it was, because I hate I hate finding little ones dead on the side of the road. Yeah. Yeah. Magpies are beautiful. They really are. And beautiful sounding. Yeah. And I don't see them very often. Do you see them? Not around here. Yeah. Right? So I was like, wasn't expecting. And I really wasn't expecting them in the graveyard. That was just a shocker. It was fun, though. I'm glad. Yeah, it was It was fun. Fun's the wrong word, but you but know. But I know what you mean. Yeah. Especially in light of the trip. Yeah. Yeah. It was very, very special. And yeah. by the way, my stepfather's been passed since 2013. It wasn't recent, but Still. it was nice to connect with him and hang with him for a little bit. So, Brad, there we go. Therapy update. And a story time. Story time. Oh, I gave myself bangs. <gasps> they are so <laughs> adorable. So speaking of, go to the TikTok. Go to TikTok and look. And they're beautiful. I love them. And I can't believe you did it yourself. I, um, every once, once every 18 months or so, uh, I'm like, I should give myself bangs. And I love them for about a month. And then I hate them quite a lot. But really? Because they grow out then really fast. My hair grows very fast. I had these exact length bangs. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of the first quarantine in March 2020. You did? Mm-hmm. And they were already grown out way past my chin. Wow. I've actually trimmed them since then. I have very fast growing hair. I guess we weren't seeing each other a lot at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So by the time I saw you in September. They were already kind of. Yeah. Or August. Yeah. Wow. Anyway. So. That's amazing. I couldn't go out and get a tattoo and I didn't have any hair dye. So I cut my bangs. <laughs> it's gorgeous. Thanks. They are gorgeous. They go with my new glasses, I think. I wondered if those were new. Y'all, you're just going to have to go to Instagram or TikTok and look at this beautiful (laughs) human because she's just gorgeous. Oh, stop. Uh, It's true. It's true. Well, hey. Hey. We don't really have library. No. Should we just head out to the bonfire? Let's head out to the bonfire. All right. Here we are. Here we are. I have... I have notes and research and things to tell you. (laughs) My resources are my own brain, Rachel Pollack, the Modern Witch Tarot Coloring Book, which is delightful, y'all. And by the way, I got notifications, so I'm trying really hard not to buy things right now. Yeah, same. (laughs) But I pre-ordered like three things or maybe five, and they're all coming out this month, and I just got a notification about Seed and Sickle, which I, is Fez's. I think I also ordered that. Yeah. I haven't gotten my notification for it yet. And I got a notification for The Eclectic Witch, oh. which Deborah Blake, we had interviewed. And then the new, I'm not even going to try to pronounce it, I'm sorry, MJ, but MJ's new tarot deck, the uh, uh, tarot person uh, who created the Crow tarot deck, which I also absolutely love. Mm-hmm. Anyway, those aren't all my sources, but that got me sidetracked. Hello, welcome to our podcast, welcome if to, you haven't been here before. Welcome to the party. <laughs> so the lover's card, it's number six in the major arcana, or arcana, 
Or Arcana, whatever. You say Arcana. Oh my gosh, I'm singing (laughs) this way too much. Uh, This card, I think it's one of the most understood cards, misunderstood cards in the deck. Hmm. I do think, as uh, along with the devil, Mm. I think is really misunderstood. Get me started on the devil card and the death card. I'm like, chill out, everybody. Yeah. Oh, the death card. I I I feel like that's enough in Zyka. I don't know. Maybe it is still really misunderstood. I love the death card. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. All right. We'll get there. We yeah, will. We will. And and here's why I think it's so misunderstood. It is about passion and love. Absolutely. It can be about an actual lover. But it has so much more depth than that. And it was actually created with much more depth than that. This isn't just us modern people putting upon the lover card. Self-love and money and blah, blah, blah. No, it's always it's always meant that. Well, Okay, let me backtrack. It's meant that since Smithwaite. <laughs> Got it. The original Italian, I ca- I cannot speak to. Since since they created it, I want to talk about the first layer of meaning for me to this card, and then I'm going to go back and relate it to the symbols, because I want to talk about self love. <laughs> And how complicated that is. And that could be a whole episode on its own. So thank you very much. It's This card screams relationship to me. It, we talk about it with yourself, which is why I'm going to get to self-love in just a second, with deity, with the planet. And I want to unpack that for a moment because self-love, as I just said, is one of the most complicated relationships that we will ever have. Now, in circle, when we cast a circle and we're dealing with energy, we talk a lot about drawing energy from some people say deity, some people say the universe, some people say the elements, some people say all. So, so whatever it is that you do in your circle as a witch, we talk about that a lot, uh, the universe, the other plane, so that we don't deplete ourselves. I would, I, I mean, yes, of course, we're, we are still using our own energy, but it's not the only energy and it can't be the only source of energy that we use for magic. And I would argue on some days that it can't be the first source we tap into, but that's really complicated and I change my position on that thought the moment I say it out loud. I think usually when we're drawing and tapping on energy, we have to draw from outside of ourself before we can draw on ourself. By outside of ourself, I don't mean another human (laughs) or an animal. I mean the universe and the energy that is around us, the palpable energy that we can feel around us. Because again, we'll deplete ourselves. And to that, that means we have to have a relationship with that energy. Mm. Just like we talk about we have to have a relationship with deity. We have to have a relationship with the universe. We have to have a relationship with that palpable energy in order. some crown chakra stuff. It is, (laughs) right? And if you listen to that episode, you know that great feeling that you get when you imbibe that energy you have to be able to identify it and separate it from yourself I promise this has to do with the lover's card I swear (laughs) I'm getting there we hear a lot about that self-love and that we get what we put our intention toward and what we get what we put our intention toward and what we put our attention towards and it's one of the first workshops I want to do actually on Patreon cool <laughs> or discussions or something like that is about this because it's part of foundational work of witchcraft and I think we can actually spend a lifetime understanding and incorporating and commanding this concept so this is so important to me because unless you're talking specifically about a lover and you're curious about a lover I think this relationship could be talking about mixing your energy, joining forces with other things like finances, like partners in business, uh, like the earth and the planet, like yourself. It could be talking about that relationship. And this card talks about relationship and sacrifice and balance. And it doesn't mean that if you're not asking, oh, who's my lover, blah, 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 and it shows up that it's not about love, because of course it could also be that. But you have to look beyond the surface of this card. And to that, (laughs) let me head to the symbols. Okay. All right. So did you have any questions about that? Or did that make sense, what I just said? Yeah, that made sense. You want to comment on it? I mean, I think... 
I think that w- the way that I interpret the lover card is going to be very different than the way you do. Cool. Than the way that somebody else does and somebody else does. Awesome. Because the word lover yeah. already is so loaded. Yes, it is. Um, and I'm going to talk about that. Yeah. So hang on to that because Corey, what we do is we switch back and forth. Mm-hmm. So Corey will give her interpretation yeah. when I'm... But, but I'll do, wait. But feel free to hop in I'm gonna just, and chat. I'm going to bottle it up till the end. No, you don't have to do that either. <laughs> no, don't bottle. Don't bottle. Okay. Historically... And I would say this is my opinion, but it's really obvious. If you look at the Rider Waite drag, this is steeped in Judeo-Christianism. Oh, dude. I mean. <laughs> my dude. <laughs> yes. We're talking the angel. We're talking the naked lovers that in the original, they're facing forward. And you can see the vagina and the penis um, on two different beings. There's a vagina on one and a penis on one. There's a mountain in the distance that sits between them. It's very Adam and Eve. It is so Adam and Eve. And let's make it more Adam and Eve because next to the woman is a tree with fruit on it that has a snake wrapping around it. And near the man, there's a tree that has fire or fall leaves. I think it's fire. I think it's fire. fire. (laughs) It is so steeped Mm -hmm. in that Adam and Eve story of lovers. Now, in Deborah Blake's they're two facing away, and they could be either gender, and they're looking at a bonfire. So, <laughs> that's why, also to me, there are a lot of different, Corey and I were talking about before this started, that uh, different people assign different signs and elements. I've always seen this as the passion, and so I've also always seen it as Sagittarius. Well, there you go. Uh, or any fire sign, but the... Um, the Lightseer's deck, mm. one of the characters has, uh, I think it's the woman, actually, I have it right in front of me, has an archer symbol tattooed on her arm. Nice. Little Ar- little Artemis. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Diana, I guess, too. And the original colors are purple, which are royal. Here's what's so interesting to me, is that it has chosen to put that angel there. It's talking about the sacred union, mm. if, in my opinion. Unfortunately for the older deck, it's very binary. It's very heteronormative. <laughs> it's so heteronormative. I put out there on Instagram, gosh, months ago now, I said, I wish more decks or any deck would put in multiple lovers that we could use for readings when mm-hmm. we're doing for clients. Mm-hmm. And somebody came back with like four of them that already do. Nice. Yeah, which is great. And I should look them up. I'll, See? Uh, yeah. Closed mouth doesn't get fed. I know. We so, ask and there it is. They're doing that. So yeah, so the traditional card is very normative, uh, heteronormative. There are all these beautiful symbols, which if you come from a Judeo-Christian background, you can interpret them that way. I interpret the snake as transformation. So that is a a jumping off point. Mm -hmm. If you take that sacred and that sacred tree of life and the life that it's giving you and the passion that it's giving you and the snake that is transformative and not evil and the (laughs) fire of the tree being on fire and just feeding that passion for whatever you decide you are going to have that lover relationship with because you know some people do not do that with another person their Mm. passion is their job their passion is taking care of the environment Uh, their passion is their best friend and it's platonic Mm -hmm. and when you draw this card when you're exploring those types of ideas it doesn't mean you don't go why is this card here you Mm -hmm. you just you talk about that relationship because it's about relationship the other thing that it's about too I think you can see in the card with the fire is about sacrifice and it's also about balance if you look at the northern animal tarot deck there are two otters and there's a moon ahead of it and they're balanced on the card if you look at one of my favorite decks which is the white newman yeah I have it right here too there are two women luxuriously laying on each other and there are snakes crawling around them. I the first time I saw that card and even still now I'm like, oh they're mermaids. <gasps> oh <laughs> like I don't know if they're mermaids. Well, isn't that interesting? And we were just talking about how people interpret yeah. the different elements. This card absolutely, in my opinion, those little it's got blue, like water vibes. It feels watery to me as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I read somewhere, I don't think it was Rachel Pollock's, it was somebody else. I don't think I ended up using them as a source. They felt like it was a Gemini and and an air card. Okay. You could just find so many different interpretations. It's a personal interpretation. Um, 
according to the research that we have found. Yeah. And also, like, just how I feel about it. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> and then the Meraki, it's it's a tree, and it looks kind of like a lemon tree, and it has this heart hanging down, and the heart has two different shades. But before you get to the heart, you have an infinity symbol there Pretty. and crystals on either side of it. And like I said, Deb Blake's has the bonfire and two kitties in front of it and i don't have the crow in front of me but i am going to remember that they are the crow deck they are perched over top of a heart and it says with their beaks in there i have that print hanging yeah. in my house it's absolutely beautiful oh, I, I love, love that, that print. deck i yeah. love that print so much yeah Tammy is obsessed with the crow deck. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's it's absolutely gorgeous. Big thanks again to MJ for those prints. Oh, they're gorgeous. Goodness, I they're framed gorgeous. them immediately. <laughs> I mine are actually getting they're on the front to get them framed finally. I'm yeah. finally gonna do that. Yeah. I think that's my broad version of lovers. I could talk about it even more. We could talk about more. it for ages and ages. If you wanna hop on and chat about it or do a reading. Yeah. But it, yeah, and how do you feel about them? Well, so, okay. The lover's card is a complicated card for me uh, because when I was younger, I was very much a, like, romantic human being and wanted the big, you know, Romeo and Juliet love, even though it ended tragically. I was reading Shakespeare way young um but i i had this like very romantic idea about relationships and what they should be like which ultimately did nothing but harm me very badly uh in my relationships but growing older now i look at the tarot card of the lovers different than i did even five years ago yeah because it has more baggage attached to it now than it mm-hmm. used to so instead of just the i used to think of the lover's card as a soft card oh like it felt soft oh wow and now it feels heavier so less like a pillow mm. and more like a medicine ball it's still soft but it's very heavy uh because i think of relationships differently Mm -hmm. so when i think of this card being pulled i think okay what is the relationship that i'm talking about like you were talking about it's all about relationships right and balance right and it's like what do i need to do to balance this situation yeah am i giving too much of myself am i taking too much and and it is traditionally about balance yeah yeah because in my experience relationships have been not all relationships but a lot of relationships for me have been transactional they have felt transactional do you know what i mean and that's not through anybody's fault but they have felt like unbalanced and so the lover's card is tricky for me because when i see it i'm like the 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 like 13 year old in me wants to be like the lover's card yay and then the 33 year old that is in my body now is like oh god <laughs> okay what what do i have to work on here which is not to say that all my relationships are like jaded and sad like my relationship with my mother is very tight my relationship with my sister my my best friend z um <laughs> Like, I have so many great relationships in my life, but my idea of what is romantic is different, mm-hmm. and my idea of what is healthy is different. Yeah. Oh, that's and my idea, good, because Romeo and Juliet- It's not, not so, healthy. Not so healthy. No. no. Uh, get me started on Romeo and Juliet, because <laughs> I've been in some productions of that that changed my life. Um, wow. But my idea of what it means to be balanced is very different. Yeah. So this card, when I pull it, I have to pull back on a very reactionary response to it Mm. because I immediately, whether or not I mean to, like defenses happen. Um, So this card is very complicated for me. Yeah. But it's also a beautiful card. Like the white Newman card, when I see it, it makes me happy. 
the botanical deck. Mm -hmm. uh, It's two big, full rose blossoms, Mm. like kind of intertwined. Right. Uh, The the uh, the modern witch is like two rad humans looking up into the sky at this big, beautiful angel and. The Night Vale deck is is two people who look like they're about to be abducted by an alien spaceship. <laughs> and it's very, very cool, but it's got that same sort of of two human beings, two beings uh, looking forward to something. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's a there's a hopefulness about the lover card that. I think even if it feels kind of heavy or or maybe different than it used to, there's an element of hopefulness to this card in the direction that the images usually go. Like the roses are not people. They're not even animals, but they look like they're twisting up. The women on the, uh, the white Newman deck, mm-hmm. they're looking... You know, they're they're looking right. at something. And they're just casually sensual. Oh yeah. I love that about it's beautiful. It. It's, it's absolutely gorgeous. Beautiful. But there's a there's a looking forward, a moving forward, mm-hmm. a a hopefulness to this card that I like a lot. Yeah. 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 And I think that balance and and I, I think it's interesting, I think we could talk about it for a long time. Oh yeah. About you know, how your ideas have changed because so I've been married now for 26 years. Mm-hmm. And there's definitely an element of sacrifice sounds like such a strong word, but compromise sounds too clinical. Yeah. Yeah, clinical and you know to use that. But there is. There's I mean and the balance of that, it's very interesting. There have been times in my life where I felt like Tammy has absolutely sacrificed more than I have. And she'll come back with, yeah, remember you did this, this, and this. Yeah. And it just looks different. And so finding that balance is really, I think, very healthy. And now I'm going to finally tie it back to what I started with, which was that self-love. Mm. Self-love is something that we need to practice and is hard and is so complicated and mm. I'm not a clinical psychologist. <laughs> what? So I know, I know, hard to believe, but I'm not. So I think making, and I think when you pull this card, you need to start with, okay, am I in balance with the universe right now looking at this card? Am I in balance with myself? Mm-hmm. Do I love myself enough to be honest with myself? Yeah. Can I be honest with the passion that I want and 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 I'm not saying go into your head this is a card about passion and feeling mm-hmm. and stuff like that but check in with your intuition yeah and, and yeah, that, that's, yeah that's that's where myself that's where that whole tirade mm-hmm. at the beginning was leading is just makes sense just make sure you love yourself first because if you don't do that you're going to do yourself an injustice and you're going to do those around you an injustice. So love yourself, people. <laughs> I also think that it's important when you pull it to immediately be like, especially if your immediate instinct is like, this is weird that I pulled this card. Mm-hmm. It's not. What is the relationship mm, here exactly. that needs to be addressed? Because there's always a relationship, whether oh. it's to you, between you and a person or you and your time or you and your goals or yep. you and the earth or your money or whatever. And on that note, if it's not a single card draw, look at the relationship to the other cards oh, yeah. that you've pulled and figure out that story. Remember mm-hmm. pulling tarot spreads. It's all about the story. It's a storytelling. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I love that. We could talk about this for forever. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and move, move on, on to the chariot? the chariot, which I'm really excited about because this is not one I pull a lot either. I don't either. Give me two seconds. Like I'm getting for my, myself or for others. I'm getting my cards in order. I want to make sure I have everybody. Everybody in the right order. Okay. Get everybody there so we can see them. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> Here we go. So I have the chariot, card number seven. And um, my sources are Biddy Tarot, astrology.com, 
supertarot.co.uk and my own journals and like tarot worksheets and stuff. Yeah. It's a super active card when it comes into a spread. This card is like, pardon the pun, it's very driven. (laughs) Ba-dum ting. (laughs) Ba-dum cha. (laughs) Corey, you're accidentally hilarious. (laughs) Um, Basically, it's about steering your power channeling it towards something mm-hmm. right you're you're at the wheel you're driving you're at the reins of the chariot if you don't know what a chariot is it's usually a wheeled vehicle that you are standing on it's being pulled by horses or whatever big big animals <laughs> um go to a rodeo parade or watch the hunger games or watch uh gladiator <sighs> yeah or something or any movie about ancient Rome. Um, it's it's basically about achieving your objectives, about driving to your goal. Uh, I think there's also a lot of argument that could be made that it is also about balance. Mm. Because really? I, I do think so, because you can be all go, no stop, and then you will burn out and fall off your chariot. You know what I mean? Like if you take a corner too hard, it will flip. If you go too fast, you will wear out your resources, your horses. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. You will wear out your your will and strength if you don't balance it with precision mm-hmm. and care. Like steering this this drive and this will forward. When this card comes up, it usually means like a go for it. Uh, it's like a way to say like step on the gas. Yeah, it's a yes card. It's a yes card. It is a big yes. Uh, so that stands to reason that when it comes in reversed, it might be more of a pump on the brakes card if you play with reversals, which I don't. But uh, it is definitely a apply for that job, tell that person what you feel about them, um, paint the thing, write the thing, <laughs> you know, go out for the play go out for whatever it is like it is a go 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 do the thing card uh it like Dada was talking about uh the associations with cards can be kind of varied depending on where you look and who you ask um i found a lot of stuff that shows that the element to this card is water and instinctively i was like i don't know if i agree with that but then i got to thinking about it because what is the thing that pushes forward no matter what? No matter what size the, the opening is, no matter uh, how strong it seems to be, water will wear it down. Hmm. Water will push through it. Wow. Water is very driven. Water's great. I love water. Water is great. <laughs> it can be slow and easy or it can be, you know... Um, are when turning it into horses and running over wraiths, right? So that's like the third Lord of the Rings reference I've made today. I'm all there. I'm Woof. there for this. Woof. Um, the sign being Cancer. Again, water sign. Uh, cancers are super passionate, uh, deeply caring, generally speaking. Obviously, when we talk astrology and science, we're talking in generalities. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that you need that passion and that that um, like deep caring to pursue your goals. Because if you don't care about them, you're not going to go after them, right? Right. You know what I mean? What are uh, your stakes, people? Yeah, what, what are, are your stakes? What are the stakes? This is a great card to evaluate like what is it worth doing? Mm-hmm. Like what am I willing to do to achieve my goal right now? Because now is the time. It has been associated with a lot of deities. Um, Helios, the god of the sun, uh, fast, you know, fast guy, ran across the sky, all that good stuff. Freya, Thor, Mars, and Athena Nike. Athena mm. Nike because she's the goddess of victory. Nice. So this is a victorious card, right? It's very much like 
do the thing. You did the thing. Hooray. Like you're going to get your goal. You're going to get your big, you're going to get your W up on the board. Like the mm. Seattle Kraken did in two out of three yeah, of their preseason babies. games. babies. Go Krakens. Go Squid Squad. Um, this card also talks a lot to self-mastery and like progress. How interesting. Yeah. It is, it is such an interesting card that I think that until this researching for this episode, I had like kind of not really given the attention I think that it mm-hmm. deserves. I just never really identified with it super well. But like now with the circumstances of my life, my emotional state, my mental state, I I feel much more connected to this card. Uh, I do want to real quick describe a couple of my favorite ones. Please. Okay. And then I want to turn it over to you to talk about what you think about this card. The chariot in the Welcome to Night Vale black deck. Because there are two. There's a white deck and a black deck. And the chariot in the black deck is a sort of... It looks like a tunnel in a mine with a track and a light at the end. So it looks kind of like a light at the end of the tunnel situation. Oh, it's gorgeous. With y'all. like a with like a railroad track or a mine track at the at the on the floor. And the reason I love this is because you could look at this and be like, that's ominous. <laughs> but I think that it's beautiful because it represents risk. You don't know what's at the end of that tunnel. You see a light, but you're not sure what's there. You can't see it. And I think that is important to know when you're pursuing your goals that there is an element of risk. And to kind of remind yourself, like, the thing that I want so badly is worth it, is worth that Mm. risk. Um, That's why I love this card. I think it's beautiful. Uh, The other one that I'm, like, super in love with is the chariot in the modern witch tarot deck. I'm glad you brought that one up. Objectively, what a babe. (laughs) Like, hello, hot chick or person, TBD. Yeah. Hot hot person on a motorcycle with like a dope haircut and like a leather jacket and two sphinxes. And I love the sphinxes because they sort of are a nod back to the Smithway deck. They are. And a sphinx is... I think a lot of the modern witch A lot of them, yeah, do incorporate a lot of that stuff. And a sphinx is like... We think of riddles. We think of the sphinx. We think of having to overcome a challenge when we think of the sphinx, right? You encounter a sphinx. To get the thing you want, you have to pass that challenge. Yeah. That is some chariot energy. Mm-hmm. It's chariot energy. And the reason I love the modern witch one is because that's a big fuck off motorcycle. Like that is a, that's a big motorcycle. It is power. It is horsepower. Lots of it. It is drive. And they've got like a wand in their hand and they're like ready to get stuff done. And it's cool. It's a very cool card. And I don't think that before I did the research for this episode, I'd really thought of that as a cool card ever. Yeah. And now I'm like, ooh, such a cool card. I want to pull that card. And the third one that I want to talk about is from the White Newman deck because it is on the water. It is a person in like a little, it almost looks like a palanquin but like on the water and it's on the back of this like great water beast. And I, I I love this deck. Something about it is so, I'm going to say a word and it's going to sound derogatory, but it's not. Something about this card is so silly. There's like a silliness to it. Like a, like a, like levity, like a levity, like a joy. And (laughs) I just, the little mo- the little sea monster is so silly. <laughs> and then this person is just like wrapped up in a hat and cloths and, and shirts and covered in blankets. And it's just very cute. But it like is clearly a person traveling somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like there's a very, very clear indication that this person is making a very long and difficult journey. Hmm. They're comfortable. They're, or they look comfortable. They're covered in birds, but they're pretty comfortable. And they're, they're going along, but you don't see any land in sight. You don't really see, I mean, there's like a little, what could be a sun in the sky, but it's very faint. 
there's no like finish line in sight for this one wow. like there is for the other one from yeah. the night bell deck and there's something i love about that because like yes having quantifiable and time-bound goals is important mm-hmm. but when I see this one from the White Newman deck, what I see is a person on the journey of becoming who they are, which never stops. Like that, that endeavor never stops ever, uh, if you're doing it right, I think. And um, so I just, I love that card. The White Newman deck is my, one of my favorites. I wanted to say my favorite, and then I was like, don't say that in front of the other decks, Corey. They'll hear you. <laughs> um, yeah, I love the chariot. It's it's a lot more active, I think, than I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. What about you? Well, it's so interesting that you, the, the Modern Witch is one of your favorites. Because oh, yeah. it's one of my favorites, but the very first time I saw a chariot with a motorcycle was Deborah Blake, Everyday Witch. And it's a red motorcycle. And it's at a crossroads. Hmm. Hakate. Okay. Yeah, it's at a crossroads. It says this way or that. It's absolutely gorgeous. And and again, the... um, Oh, okay. That's gorgeous, yeah. Yeah. And and (laughs) And I I can actually see it because my new glasses. Woohoo! New glasses are awesome. I've always thought of it as a moving forward card and obviously a yes card even before I started to be able to identify yes cards, no cards, maybes. And I think sometimes the no cards, the way you ask the question can sometimes affect that answer if you're doing a one card pull. I guess one of the things that I absolutely love about the chariot is well, many of the things is all the stuff that you just said. I have never thought of it as a water card. And of course, the White Newman absolutely puts it there. And I can totally see what you're saying. I, and I don't disagree, but I will add one of the reasons I like it as like an earth card kind mm. of thing is that you have to drive yourself. Yes. But I love the metaphor of the water. But, and I also love the metaphor of, you have to make the choice. Mm-hmm. The chariot's there, but you have to use it. Mm-hmm. And if you don't use it, you're just going to be stuck. If you're being told to do something, you go, okay, thanks. Yeah. Or if you use it recklessly, yeah. that's dangerous. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and like I said, I don't ha- I don't pull it a lot. And I'm interested. I'm interested now as we start to do this and we talk about the cards we don't pull a lot. If, if we'll start to. Yeah. Yeah. If once we open up to that energy. I pulled the moon a little while back yeah. after I said I never pulled the moon oh, and then wow. I did. <laughs> Here's the other thing that I find so interesting since you were talking about the chariot card on the modern witch and, you know, that that could be a non-binary person. Mm-hmm. So I identify so strongly as female Mm -hmm. and I have so much love and acceptance for absolutely everybody else who you know obviously if you listen to the podcast you know this you know non-binary gender fluid Mm -hmm. and I think the reason that I say that is because I think that the lover card and maybe even a little bit of this chariot card are trying to teach us that we are all in one, that we encompass. Oh, okay, yeah. That we encompass male, female, non-binary on the spectrum, all along the spectrum from whatever we define as whatever that is, Mm -hmm. that we have to, that the lovers, what I think about is that soulmate thing. Mm. You know how you hear that you, separate from your soulmate when you find each other again you get to complete each other and and that's such a binary thought Mm -hmm. what if it's not that what if we are within ourselves and we have to find that within ourselves and once we find that within ourselves we are complete so therefore we are our own soulmates and therefore we're then able to take advantage of the chariot when it shows up next Mm. but until we complete that wholeness of ourselves Mm then maybe we can't have or can't see the opportunity that the chariot is presenting for us. Or maybe don't feel ready to take it on. Yeah. Right. 
and and I'm not just talking gender to, mm-hmm. to I'm we think in duality yeah so much and we're presented with it I think that binaries in general are quite harmful yeah um, I'm sure there are some that are you know valid and important mm-hmm. but I I think generally speaking all a binary does is other mm. anybody who doesn't fit on either end of it right so that's you know harmful and oftentimes deliberate right so right. I right yeah I appreciate cards that are like you decide yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I love that I have you were talking about the soulmate thing I have the uh Hedvig and the angry inch the oh my god what's it called something of love is it story of love history of love uh symbol from the oh wow yeah because there's a story in Hedvig about it's an old myth about how your soulmate back before back before in the quote unquote Mm -hmm. before human beings were two two people in one entity yep and then we got split by the gods because the gods the gods were like you're too big and strong that's the one i was thinking about exactly and so when you find your soulmate it's the person you were cosmically supposed to be stuck together with that you got split apart from Mm -hmm. you missing your other half yeah you're missing piece like shell silverstein yeah oh i love shell uh but i yeah i love the chariot as a part of this sort of fool's journey Mm -hmm. because if you want to think of it in a very sort of simplistic way Mm -hmm. it's learning to drive Oh, I'd love it. That's, right? It's that's the, like so obvious. It's, it's hitting the us full, over the head. That's it's great. It's the full <laughs> learning to drive. And if you aren't, you know, confident in when you drive, that's when accidents happen. But also if you aren't careful when you drive, that is also when accidents yeah, happen. exactly. So you have to learn how to use your power, whether it's horsepower or strength, mm-hmm. like emotional strength or will or whatever, to drive yourself forward and i think yeah. that that's really cool a really cool lesson for the fool yeah i love it yeah this is so much fun i love this i series. love this series <laughs> <laughs> it's it's fun for us to do so i hope it's fun for y'all to listen to i also hope that yeah, yeah. <laughs> i i think we hear from people that it is so that's yeah. good yeah yeah and we are, we've heard some great suggestions from listeners that we might not get to until the end of the year, beginning of 2022, but we are listening and mm-hmm. we are taking those suggestions. There's mm-hmm. some fun subjects out there that we're gonna, going to be tackling. There was somebody very rad I just spoke to on Facebook about a week ago. You know who you are. I won't use your name. Uh, and we talked about uh, some, some episode ideas that I'm very excited yeah. for. Yeah. Know that we wrote them down. Yeah. Yeah. There's, and are you? I just have to say it. Are you talking about the Appala- Appalachian? No, I'm talking about Grimoires and Book of Shadows. Oh, my gosh. Yes, that too. There's also someone who had made a suggestion about a- Appalachian folk-, folk magic. Sick. Gen folk magic. Holy shit. Yeah. It's late, y'all. Yeah. On a Thursday night. <laughs> we usually don't record this late. No. And I've been working tens the last two weeks and i got up at 6 15 and i went to sleep at like two because my brain is broken and <laughs> so i'm just there feeling a very punchy yeah. and i taught tonight so yeah we're just I'm starting wiped. to get tongue twisted but but so energetic talking about this yeah it's and i get pretty amped yeah i got this I have a plea to make to all of you that I'm oh. going to make within the regular episode and not after our sparks, even though this episode's getting a little bit long. I'm going to ask. We know now we're up to about 500 per episode listeners. We would love it if you listen on Apple to go and rate us because that'll just help us keep growing and be able to keep doing what we're doing. And also, we are indeed launching our Patreon on November 18th, and we hope that a couple of you join us to start. We know it's probably going to start really small, and but we have some great ideas and things we want to share with you and interactions. We, yeah, I'm excited about that. We're excited. To the to the leaving a review point. Yeah. Today somebody put us on their story on Instagram and said, "Look, a new podcast to listen to." Oh, yeah. If you, Thank you listen on Apple mm-hmm. and you leave a review, 
that's kind of like the same thing. Yeah, it is. Uh, it, it basically is. what it does is it it helps other people find us. Yeah, and you can even just push the 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 five star. We're assuming, <laughs> <laughs> and don't even have to write anything. Anyway, yeah. there, there's my inside plea, and yeah. now we can. Uh, and if you don't want to write anything, but you want to write something, you can just like write butts lol, and we'll be like, sweet, <laughs> <laughs> they did it. <laughs> we love Conowin. You can yeah. write that. <laughs> Where is she? More, More Connor and Corner. All right. Let's uh let's go out and throw up some sparks. Will you? Okie dokie. Here we go. Here we go. I am shouting out queer and fantasy book review. Jordan, she her, yes. She works at Friday's Tea. That is how I found her. But because of her, thanks a lot, Jordan. I've spent money. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but last month, uh, not not this know, month's book budget. This, no, I. But I got this great picture for, of uh, Marvel. Captain Marvel and one of Princess Leia from an oh. artist that she recommended. She does these great reviews of queer books, and I my list is just getting longer and longer. <laughs> she does a lot of indie books, oh. and which is is great. I love that, but so many of them aren't on Audible, right? So I have to find time to grab them and sit and read them. I can't like listen while I'm doing dishes you know, or doing whatever other stuff, and and I don't get to listen as much as I want to anyway because I do so much recording recording now that mm-hmm. I can't listen while I edit I can't listen while I record so I absolutely look forward to my dishes time and my cleaning time and I would love to say I listen when I'm going to sleep but I listen to old books when I'm going to sleep otherwise I stay awake so yeah, anyway you want to know what happens I know right yeah. and and then I but Jordan on Instagram queer and fantasy book review absolutely love her love her story she's just she has the cutest picture with a beagle or at least I think Aww. it's a beagle. I think it is. All right. How Amazing. about you? <laughs> uh, I am uh, shouting out the um, nonprofit uh, Intersectional Environmentalism. Environmentalism? Mm-hmm. Environmentalist. Intersectional Environmentalist. Uh, I found them on Instagram. We follow them, so you can find them in our follows. Uh, it's basically a nonprofit that is about climate justice, and it's like a place where you can find resources that center BIPOC and other uh, excluded voices from the conversation. Wow. Uh, it's really, really good stuff. Uh, their link tree is really good. Oh, it looks like right now they're doing a fundraiser for the, Laco- the Lakota People's Law Project. <gasps> oh, if you don't follow them on Instagram, the Lakota People's Law Project is so good. I get so much information from that Instagram page, and I've had so taken so much action because of the work they do. And Awesome. Yeah. yeah. They're amazing. So I don't, like, need to shout this group out. They have almost <laughs> 400,000 followers, but... I, I want to anyway, yeah. because sometimes the things that I think everybody knows about, nobody knows about. So uh, please, please, please check it out. It looks like they are BRB right now for a little while offline, but they have a whole backlog of, of resources and really informative posts. And um, if you're like me and have a hard time focusing for a long time, they have really great bite-sized information mm. that you can like infographs and things like that that you can look at and and get more of a context uh which is great and um the centering of of voices that are historically not listened to is is vitally important and so please go check out intersectional environmentalist very cool yeah well Corey. yeah thank you hey thank you yeah this was fun this was great yeah, I was looking forward to this all day. Yeah. I'm sleepy, but that doesn't mean I didn't have a great time. <laughs> well, hey, everybody. Until next time. Be well. Harm none. And don't forget, you are magic. Thank you so much for listening. And we'd like to ask you to rate and review us on Apple Podcast. And to press the little plus sign on Spotify to add us to your episodes. You can also find us on iHeartRadio and just about anywhere where you listen to podcasts. But if you want to reach out and talk to us, you can email us at 
bonfirebabblepodcast at gmail.com. That's where you can sign up for the newsletter or just ask us questions and hang out. You can catch us on Twitter at bonfirebabble or on Facebook at bonfirebabblepodcast or on Instagram at bonfirebabblepodcast, which is where we spend most of our time. Yes. We are also... Hooray! On TikTok now at Bonfire Babble Podcast. Thank you, Corey. Woohoo! Woohoo! Uh, it's a little baby page right now, but we are recording things and putting them up. And our website will also start to have a lot more information, and that is bonfirebabble.com. You can also reach out to us in a more tangible way. We have a P.O. Box now, which is P.O. Box 16341. Seattle, Washington, 98116. We would like to acknowledge that we are on the traditional land of the first people of Seattle. The Duwamish people, past and present, and honor with gratitude the land itself and the Duwamish tribe. For more information, reach out to realrent.org.